You are listening to The Purpose of Christmas, a series through Advent by Pastor Bay Allen. Good morning, church. Today we are in the third week of our Advent series called The Purpose of Christmas. Um, and today is the third week in Advent where we lit that candle just a moment ago and we celebrate, we remember with anticipation, uh, the first coming of Christ. And I say this, as I've mentioned, um, because Christians will, will often talk about the second coming when Christ returns, but this time of year especially is a time for to remember the coming of the Messiah for the very first time. During this series, we are looking at this time of year, um, we are hopefully finding purpose this time of year, allowing God to show us purpose. Uh, this is a time for making time for Christmas, for more Christ. Uh, we have seen that this is a time for celebration. And we will also see this is a time for salvation and for reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 6.2 tells us, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So today we're looking at Christmas as a time of salvation, a time for salvation. I encourage you to turn with me in your Bibles or an applicable app on your smartphones to Luke chapter 2, verse 11, in which we read, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, I was watching a movie the other day uh, with my wife. Perhaps some of you have seen it. It's called Divergent. Uh, perhaps some of you have seen it or read the books. There's a whole series of them. My wife read all three books in a row. Um, and we found out that these movies were already ready for us to watch, so we rented them and watched them straight through. And you know these movies. There's a hero, um, you know, the main character. In this movie, that hero is a girl named Triss. And during the film, we, we see quite a transformation in our hero, where she was once seen as weak, as a stiff. We see her transform into a person of power. And what's great in any good story is that there is a supporting cast, right? The hero without everything else else doesn't seem very heroic. So there are these other characters in the sidelines. They're, they're feeding into our main character, making, making them better. There are villains and antagonists that are coming against our hero, making them better as they rise to the occasion. And so in this movie, Divergent, there's a wonderful scene where, where Triss has found herself in the midst of mindless violence. Um, and then that violence turns toward her because she is different than others. She is a threat to their control, to their system. Uh, they call these people divergent. And, and they come down upon her, and they're about to do away with her altogether, when out of nowhere, nowhere, her mother comes in and pulls her out, and it's just this epic scene in the, in the movie. I mean, Triss was desperate, abandoning hope beyond hope that there was any escape from those who were focused on getting rid of her, and then salvation. Salvation. That's what we're talking about today. As we continue our series on the purpose of Christmas, we are spending time with this purpose. Christmas is a time for salvation. In our scripture today, continuing the declaration from the angel of the Lord that we started off with last week, we hear these words, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Let's not take this declaration lightly. Yeah, we've heard it before, but let's not take this declaration lightly. There is a lot of gift 
packed into these words that were delivered to those shepherds in a field so many years ago that are delivered to us today. For there is born to you, this is personal, Jesus is born to you. You matter enough for Jesus to be born, to be born into this world full of violence, into this world full of animosity toward anyone who threatens the powers that be or the system, the way things work. Jesus was born to you. God loves you. God loves you so much. He sent his only son to you that you might be saved. Just like Tris, who was desperate, giving up on hope, she needed to be saved. God sent Jesus to us because we needed to be saved. Salvation. I ask you, what do you need to be saved from this Christmas? That's the question I pose to you today. If you ponder this question, I'm sure you can think of something that you need to be saved from. Pastor Rick Warren from Saddleback asked this question on the street, um, and here are some of the answers that he received. I need to be saved from worry. I need to be saved from the cost of my gas and my debt. I need to be saved from my anger, from my past. I can't seem to let it go. I need to be saved from my bad habits. Someone else said, I need to be saved from myself. Let's be honest. In a Christian context or even in a secularized stereotype of Christian thought, when we talk about salvation... So many of us are only thinking about being saved from hell. And that's, that's a big part of it. I won't minimize that. But I want you to think about your salvation today, just for a moment, because this is Christmas. This is a time for salvation. So let's think about our salvation. Our gift from God is more than just fire insurance. I would venture to say this goes into other categories beyond the gates of hell. Our gift of salvation means that we are not only saved from, but we need to think about what we're saved for and also what we are saved by. We are saved from sin. Uh, We are saved from hell. We are in, my friends, okay? If we truly, fully believe what the angel of the Lord said, if we accept this declaration of who Jesus Christ truly is, We are saved. We have salvation from sin and from hell. We are in the club, so to speak. We've got our get-out-of-jail-free card, our get-out-of-hell-free card. We're in. But that is only the beginning. Being saved from is only the beginning. The story, the, the movie, you know, it didn't stop with Tris being saved from those who were pursuing her. The movie continued. The story continues after the from. You see, Tris wasn't just saved from something. Tris was saved for something. And I'm here to tell you, you are saved for something. Now that you're saved from sin and death, you can live your life the way God intended you to live it. Ephesians 2.10 tells us, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We've read that before. Isaiah 35, 8 tells us, and a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness, the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. 
The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. You see, we're saved for holiness, to walk in a different way, to be divergent from the path of this world, the way that this world operates, the way the system grinds on and on and on in violence, sin, death. We're saved for more than what is offered to us in this world. Jesus was tempted by the devil, and the devil, the devil said, All that you see I will give you if you bow to me. Jesus wasn't only for that which he could see. The world was darkness. You can't see much in the darkness. Jesus was something different, something divergent. Jesus was to bring light into the darkness. Jesus was the light in the darkness. And so I asked you a moment ago, what do you need to be saved from this Christmas? And now I ask you this, what do you think you could have been saved for this Christmas? Helping someone in need? Maybe you were saved for buying presents for the children at the local hospital. Maybe you were saved for giving someone a ride. For inviting a stranger into your house for Christmas dinner. For sharing the Christmas story with a child in your life. What have you been saved for this Christmas? And in that movie... Our main character, her story wasn't over when she was saved from something. Your story isn't over. She went on to become a powerful force of change in her world. What are you saved for this Christmas? Your story isn't over. It's not over. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This message is for you. The angel of the Lord is right in front of you, right here, talking directly to you. Jesus is here to save you for something. Find out what that something is in your life. Soul search, pray, meditate. I don't know how you talk to God. Maybe go for a six-mile run in the woods. Do whatever you have to do to talk with God. And to answer this question in your life, what are you saved for? Because we are all saved from something, for something. And let us not forget that we are saved by something. It's the third thing I want to talk about. We're saved by something. You are saved by grace. It's what we're told in the scriptures. By grace, you have been saved through faith. And grace gets confusing at times. How does it work? It's different. It's divergent from the way this world operates, isn't it? A while back, I gave you this acronym for grace, uh, God rising above cultural expectation. Grace is bigger than we can make sense of in our world. It's divergent. You know, we live in a world, if you do the crime, you do the time. Grace, though, that's what we're saved by. The grace of God that was witnessed in the embodiment of Jesus Christ. Grace. By grace, we have been saved. I want you to think about forgiveness for a moment, forgiveness of sins. We're going to talk a little bit more about this next week, too. Uh, but forgiveness of sins is completely opposite of having them paid. Forgiveness means they're wiped away. The slate has been wiped clean. Jesus, uh, Jesus worked in ways that were divergent from the system to take care of our sin. It's been wiped away. We've been made clean. Not to appease the law of this world, 
but to break us free from the law of this world. That's what grace can do. That's what grace does. It draws us deeper into God through means that are not of this world. We're saved by grace. I don't know about you, but that makes me want to sing. It makes me want to shout for joy, to to announce, to declare, just like the angel of the Lord did all those years ago. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. You know, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Christ the Lord has saved us in a way that no other could have. Yes, some friends could maybe help us out. They could start a GoFundMe page if we're if we need money really bad. They could raise money uh, that's maybe needed to to help out with a situation. But our debt goes beyond this world. That's why the devil couldn't really tempt Jesus with his offer of "I will give you dominion over everything that you see," because the world it, it's a different currency. It uses a different currency. Jesus already held dominion over everything that was seen and unseen. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, just as the angel of the Lord did, that this is Christ, the Lord. Every tongue will confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. Have you confessed this in your life? If not, you can do it right now. It's really easy. Just say, Jesus, I'm a sinner but I know that you are my Savior. I believe that God so loved me that he sent his only Son so that I can believe in you and thereby, by your grace, be saved. I believe you are my Savior, Jesus. Please save me from my sin, from the plans that you, for the plans that you have prepared me for. I declare you Lord of my life. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, you're saved. You are saved. I pray that you you find someone nearby and tell them. If you're around other people, tell them, you know, I'm saved. (laughs) We want to celebrate with you. I want to celebrate with you, to pray with you. I want to thank God for how he's leading you, directing you. We are family. We are saved for being family. For being family. At at Faith on 68, um, you know, we sometimes talk about the four B's. And what that means is we're saved. I believe wholeheartedly we are saved for believing in Jesus, for belonging to family, for becoming a disciple, and for building God's kingdom. Believing, belonging, becoming, and building. That's what each and every one of us are saved for. And we want to celebrate that with you. Because Jesus is born to you. Today is the day of our salvation. Christmas is a time for salvation. A time of salvation. What have you been saved for this Christmas? Think about it. Pray it, say it, live it, do it. Praise God through it. What have you been saved for this Christmas? Would you pray with me? Dear God, we just thank you for the way that we are saved from so much. But we are saved from so that we may be saved for 
We pray that you will lead us and guide us and direct us into what that for looks like in our lives. Pray that you will work mightily so that we may point to you every step of the way. Say, Jesus Christ is Lord. This is all possible because of Christ. Christ is making this change in me. Christ is making this change in my community, in the world. We love you. We pray that you will continue to shower us with your love so that we may love you better, so that we may love our neighbor better. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.